0: okay let's go (laughs) (laughs) welcome back to (laughs) this
1: podcast
0: you know i gotta switch it up each time um um, my name is uh, kalena or how does how does porter say it your son kalena kalena (laughs) and my name's well he doesn't say kalena it's it's two. It's two. It's two. Two uh, syllables. Kleena. Kleena. Like K K L E N A. Kleena. Kleena. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he got a haircut today, and it looks so bad. <gasps> oh, did they do it like a bowl so bad. cut? No, like was oh, he bad it- though? No, he actually was pretty good. He I had to drag him into the hair salon though, but we usually like cut it short on the sides and keep it a little bit longer on top. And today I was like, can you just cut it shorter? Because his hair um is growing really fast. Like it has always grown pretty fast. <laughs> And she cut it shorter than what we usually do on the front. And he has a colic that we did not know that he had. So now he has this weird little piece of hair. And I have to make sure that I put gel in it every day if I want to slick it to the side. It's looking like a, I don't know, this is the worst haircut that he's ever had. And it's my fault. It's my fault because I made her go shorter. So never again. Lesson learned.
0: (laughs) You could be the
1: parents that do the buzz cuts. I thought about it last summer, and Kevin's like, don't ever give him a buzz cut. (laughs) And I was like, okay. yeah, (laughs) Don't be that parent. Just don't.
0: Just don't do it to to your kid.
1: No. Not until they're older. No. Mm -mm.
0: Okay, guys. So... (sighs) I had this like idea and we were kind of like bouncing around on ideas for episodes. And I know you did that poll, but usually our polls will like pull for the next episodes. So um, with this one, I like just didn't know what I was comfortable like with doing. I don't know.
1: Wait. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> Before we start, we, I, Told Cal I was going to do this, but I want to start off the episode with, let's say our favorite thing about each other, and then our least favorite thing. You You go first because I did
0: not. I didn't prepare. I like everything
1: about you. Okay, so my. uh, I have two favorite things about you. I was thinking about it today. My first favorite one is that you like keep me in line. So I like to, I don't like to do this, but I'm a cancer. So uh, um, <laughs> I like lead with my emotions a lot. I feel like, so if I'm in a situation where I'm pretty emotional or I'm upset, then I react on those emotions. And usually I will like talk to Kalena about it and she'll be like no don't do that like just lead with grace or whatever um but i love that about her she keeps me in line and then my well, second favorite i'll be honest was- with you Again, i'll be honest with you though
0: like everyone what bothers people most is an unbothered bitch
1: <laughs> you tell me that all the time <laughs> You're like, Dude, just be never see it through. It. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> okay, my second favorite thing is that whenever you come to visit, you literally always leave at least one thing at my house. So there's always like little remnants of you around me at all times.
0: I did leave my water bottle. <laughs>
1: Yep, your water very bottle scrunchy. and your straw last time. I'm sure there was some. Oh, you left your scrunchie. Yes. Um, okay, my least favorite thing. What do you think my least favorite thing about you is?
0: I don't. You know what, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> i been very unliked this week, so I don't want to talk about it. <laughs>
1: Should I not say it? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, no say it. My least so, favorite thing so. about Kalina is that she. <laughs> okay. My least favorite thing about Kalina is that she bites her fork when she eats. God, literally, since we've lived together. <laughs> like I remember being in our dorm and going down to the cafeteria to eat, and I'd be like, "Can you fucking stop? Like, please stop biting your fork." Really cool. <laughs>
0: Those are like some and now I just...
1: Porcs. So, like, it was even worse. Now I just deal with it. Because it's who she is. And I, I love her. I realize I still do it. You still do it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm gonna start with the least favorite thing about oh, you. Oh, fuck. This actually isn't my least favorite thing about you, but I literally can't think of anything. Um... Is, okay, I'll come out with two then. I got two, Like My first, literally my first instinct when I say that my least favorite thing about you is, is that you overbook yourself. True. You do. You do. So bad. And I wish you didn't. Just for your health and your sake. Your sanity. It doesn't even affect me. <laughs> but. I will say one thing that does affect me. You literally. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the same lines of the. It's like the same lines of the. fork biting. So. You. Always have to have like some type of. Like chapstick or lotion. On hand. Like on fucking deck ready. And so you know there's like people out there. Who are like me who have a bed chapstick. But. Car chapstick, desk chapstick, purse chapstick. Like, so you have like four or five different chapsticks. Dom has that times 10 in each location. So I guarantee you, even her job, which is a nanny job at someone else's house, there's probably like seven of her fucking chapsticks there. And she's just always putting it on. You're always putting it on. And I'm like, I'm looking at you and I'm like, didn't you just fucking lube those babies up like 10 seconds ago? And then out comes the ball
1: for hands. Constantly (laughs) lotion. I don't ever have crusty crust lips and I don't ever have fucking dry hands. I have sensory issues. Okay. I do not like having dry like when I was younger. Anytime I would wash my hands, I would immediately have to put lotion on because I do not like the feeling of having dry hands. So yes, I do. And do you want to know what? Sometimes if I don't have a lotion, I put my chapstick on my hands. I believe it. Oh, add it to your list of least favorite things, Kalina. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I do,
0: I have been doing though, I did get a mini Vaseline and I've been putting that shit all over my fucking body. <laughs> I love the mini Like my wings. mom today. Dude, my, my, I saw, we never used Vaseline with me growing up because I just really feel like white people don't. Like that might be like a – I don't think that's a racist thing to say, but like I did not grow up with it. Like I grew up with like Carmex and that's about it. I mean there might be white people out there using Vaseline. I don't fucking know, but none of my white friends had Vaseline on deck, okay?
1: <laughs> I love so, that shit.
0: I just recently started using Vaseline, and I was like, "Ooh, I love!" It. Because I got chemical burns from retinol, so I started using it under my eyes just to kind of heal that up. And now I use it like every fucking day.
1: It's amazing. And then my mom today,
0: she got she got new earrings today, and she was like, "These are itchy as shit on my ears." And I like even put alcohol on them. I said, "Put some Vaseline on them." <gasps> it's like a miracle. Put some gun. Crisco on that shit. <laughs> Yes, literally. <laughs> the Crisco was literally my grandma. Like when Stop. I watched that movie, I was like, "That's literally my fucking grandma." My grandma's like Crisco. Wait, oil. what movie is it? Crisco. The Help. <gasps> oh, and remember she's teaching. The- she's teaching that lady how to cook. Octavia. Yes. Davis. I love that movie. She's like, I need a. Oh, I think it's such a great movie, but. Um. I I don't I love that movie and I love that it got so many awards. But sometimes it does scare me that like why are we like romanticizing like times like that? But that's not really my story to share.
1: I feel like a lot of um people love to watch like black trauma. <laughs> I'm just going to say it.
0: Yeah, that's what sort I'm of like 12 years a slave.
1: Oh, my God. I watched that movie one time like with they, you, I think. And that is the only time I've watched it. Yeah. I will never watch it again. I will never watch it again. But it was such a wonderful
0: story. And, like, they had that man on screen for five minutes with just his face not saying anything. And you can tell he was, like, going through internal trauma. And I'm like, what the fuck? But I just, like, literally, I, I wish that we were seeing more of like um, movies like Hidden Figures, another Octavia Davis, Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Viola Davis. Um, Octav- Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer, not... Yeah, I keep saying Octavia yeah. Davis because they literally... Octavia, Viola Davis, yeah. I literally yeah. love Octavia Spencer so much to my fucking core. I'm so sorry I said your name wrong, but... um. <laughs> I was just thinking of them together. Well, I, I was just Prime. thinking of them together because I really like her in that new Apple Apple uh, Plus series. Uh, what is it called? Truth Be Told. She does, oh, such a fucking go- oh, she does such a good job. It's such a complex story. It's so good. If you guys haven't watched it, watch it. It's like murder mystery, and she's a journalist, and it's all from like Octavia uh, Spencer's characters point of view it's so good and she starts a podcast so if you listen to this podcast you can watch a show about a podcast
1: <laughs> I need to watch it that sounds really good it actually it
0: is really really good and it's each each season is a different story but same characters and the the side characters that they bring in literally could have shows themselves. Ooh I know that's what I'm saying I just I love when stories and shows and movies that they're not just they'll say like especially like sci-fi they'll say like this world is this way just because it's that way Mm -hmm. there's no like in-depth like reasons and in that story it was just so complex there was reasons why that character was this way and there's so many different dynamics of like black culture african-american like all of everything like racism um obviously murder mystery people be dying (laughs) you know and (laughs) like you know they have their internal story versus the the actual like plot or whatever love Mm -hmm. it anyways
1: speaking of movies Um, though me and cal last weekend watched a really good movie it's called a good person and it has florence Pugh in it and morgan freeman and it was like one of the best movies i've seen in a while so if you haven't seen that you guys should watch it i don't think it was one of
0: my favorite movies i've ever or best i've ever seen in a while i thought the acting was really good
1: oh i loved it
0: i didn't love the wrap-up of the story really didn't love that yeah yeah um and it wasn't like so gripping but like There was something like very wholesome about it and like the human connection and, you know, like what we go through and seeing people through their demons, I guess. I really enjoyed that part. But I really feel like you're someone who enjoys stories, movies, shows about addiction. Like, okay. You enjoy that. And I'm not saying that because you're addicted, but I think you like seeing the acting and the portrayal of the suffering through that. I do.
1: Thank you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> bitch we getting deep so this episode we get okay deep. enough Girls. about
1: that um let me i i need to hear about your no. favorite thing about me because <laughs> <laughs> you can about me two <laughs> least favorite things
0: um my favorite thing about you is i you i don't know wow thank you it's not what you do it's not what you do for me And I think that's such a, like a thing that you need to like, and we all need to remember is when people are telling you, like, like, especially a partner, they're telling you all their favorite things about you or things that you do for them. Like, I love that you cook for me. I love that, you know, you do this for me and, which is all really great, but like, we really should be loved for who we are and the way that we are, you know? To get this shit a little deeper. um, My favorite thing about you is... Favorite thing. I love everything about you. This is hard. I love that. You like... When we go places, I don't – sometimes I do hate on you because you're a popular girl. But, like, I love that when we go places, you make me – you are, like, a popular girl and you, like, light up the room and everyone loves you and, you know, like, everyone's talking to you. But you always, like, make a point to make me feel comfortable when I don't know the people around me. Because, like, I can light up a room just fine by myself. But, like, when you don't know people, you – I don't know. You just are always – Considerate of other people Which I really love that about you And You make me feel special I know it's you know, we shouldn't say like You know things you do for other people But like you don't do that for me You just I you make me feel special And I don't Thanks. feel special
1: That was so sweet oh. You're welcome Um, I'm not people don't like me I'm not a popular girl
0: <laughs> You are people love you And Stop. I love that about you And so you're really good with babies too and kids, and they just love you. And I feel like that's a good thing. And but um, speaking of Florence Pugh, this is kind of why I wanted to get into like the brainwave of talking into deep concepts. And like I felt like the friendships went really like so well that we should just kind of touch on all of that again in like a deeper concept. And I feel like I'm not. Totally myself on the pod, and we were talking about that um because we kind of have to put on that like more so formal front or like professional front, and it like slips through each you know. And I am not like as vulnerable with you guys, but there was a time to- there was a time when I was watching Midsummer, which I just started watching it. Like I didn't think that I could handle it all these years, and I started finally watching it because I just love Florence Hughes so much. Wait, we and I start it? watching it. I did. Okay. And you know me, like I like to figure out these weird movies. So I'm figuring it out. But in the middle of the movie, when if you guys have ever watched it, um, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a really big part in this in the movie is where she becomes the queen and then she comes back. She becomes a May queen and then she comes back and she finds her boyfriend having sex with another girl in like a mating ceremony. And so she runs back to the rooms or to like the sleeping area and she was like this character was somebody who was like very much vocal when she was sad. And so she starts doing her like wailing like hyperventilating thing and all the women are crowding her the entire time following her holding her following holding her and they all end up on the floor and they all she starts wailing but they all like start wailing in the same like way that she is at the same time she is anticipating the feeling that she's feeling and every single person's touching her or each other and they're all like screaming 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 and I was like I was well they all are like she's crying and they're all crying at the same time with her and they're feeling the same feelings as she is or portraying it and I feel like a lot of the times when I feel feelings like that, they can get so deep. And a lot of the times I feel like when I say that I'm feeling that, it's always like never understood or felt mm-hmm. or like, oh, I'm so sorry, which is fine. Like that's a fine way to console. But how great would it be to like be able to feel it with everyone around you.
1: I can't handle that. I would not be able to handle that. <laughs> See, I feel like this
0: is why you can't do this. This is why we shouldn't do this episode. Because I feel no, like I'm I think it just like great. this I feel like I'm just this deep dark being who like feels shit that like i literally cry like every night and it could be like over literally nothing everything in my life could be just fine i have nothing to cry about but i will find a reason to
1: fucking cry no but that's like me too but (laughs) i feel like my emotions are like like i can't even handle dealing with my own emotions sometimes so if i had to like feel everyone else's it would just be too much for me well it's not even that it's just like more so
0: of like taking on like a little bit of someone's pain, I guess, and like letting them feel it because I, sometimes it, I think about this thoroughly, like, you know, you always say how I need to go to therapy or whatever. And it's kind of like, why can't I just feel it? Like, I'm not unhealthy. I'm not at a point where I'm going to hurt or harm myself. And I'm not so deep to the point where I'm not going to get out of where I'm at. Um, Like I have like a special situation for and I do need to work through some things, but like when it comes to like, at least just let's like, say like just general sadness or melancholy, you know, it's like, sometimes you just got to fucking feel it and you just want someone to fucking feel it with you.
1: Yes. I agree like, with you on that. Yeah. And when I say like that, you should go to therapy. I'm not ever talking about like, oh my God, Kalina's too much of an emotional person. When I suggest that it's regarding like trauma and trauma responses and stuff that I think would be helpful for you to work with a therapist on. Because some things I feel like are not right enough for just someone to handle and sort through by themselves.
0: Well, sure. Okay. But do you ever feel like therapy could be like a way to like numb those feelings so you're not like feeling it? Because I feel like there's a point in my life where I'm like like, have you ever heard of like the concept of, I feel that way. Like I've done therapy before and I feel like it's just a way to like pass on my shit to someone else. And it's like, I don't know. I, you know how I feel about it anyways, but it's like, you know, someone, when I struggle the most with like, why am I always feeling so deeply? It's like, I, I, think of if I were like this celestial being and this is Lily Reinhardt said this have you heard that no and she was like and she had her little lisp oh she had her little lisp she was so cute she said if I was a celestial being and I had you know I was in space and I had like God or like whoever it's supposed to be say do you want to go to earth for like a blip for like a like a minuscule blip But in that blip, you're going to experience all of the emotions that they experience there. And that's joy, laughter, heartache, like just these huge emotions for that blip. And what would you say? Absolutely. (laughs) Like, absolutely, I I want to say she said, absolutely, I want to do that. So when I'm in, like, my moment and I feel these these things, I'm, like, thinking of that and, like, thinking, like, this is something that, you know, we're supposed to feel. I feel like sometimes I am a little bit of a sad girl and enjoy feeling sad. <laughs> <laughs> we're both sad girls. <laughs> no, like, literally, I will sit and watch TikToks and cry. Like... <laughs> Yes. And then usually I send them to Sad Girls Rise Up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love nothing so, more than um, a good cry.
0: God, I fucking love a good cry and I've been doing it a lot lately. And um and so I've been saving these TikToks, guys. And a lot of like what I've been feeling deeply lately from these TikToks are a lot of its poetry. So God, I'm so fucking lame saying this, but it's so helpful for me because I feel like I'm such a person who is like I love all of the seasons and I love doing all the festivities, and I enjoy everything about the universe and everything that it has to allow. and like if I see a rabbit, I'll get excited for the rabbit. Like I'm just not numb to like universal things, and I feel like a lot of us are, so that makes me a little strange, but you know, like making sure that I put my feet in the grass to feel grounded and like when I see water to touch it, that type of thing, you know? So, and also a lot of it's just been feeling like a woman lately has been something I'm trying to find again. That I feel like all of us girls, ladies, women need to find that feminine energy and softness. And that's like kind of hard, you know? I don't know if you agree.
1: Speaking of that, did you see David's Facebook post today when he was like, don't be soft, be hard.
0: Dude, he told me that the way that I am is dis- like, people don't respect me because of that. Because I'm soft.
1: Well, what's wrong with being like, because I feel like even though you are like a soft individual, I don't feel like that's a bad thing because you still stand your ground often in your feelings and like Mm -hmm. you still don't allow people to treat you poorly because you are a soft person. Like you don't let people walk all over you. So I think there's like you can still be a soft person and still stand strong on your ground yeah he was more of like
0: saying like you need to be a baddie and i'm like i just don't think that i'm a baddie i don't think i'm the bad i'm a baddie like i ain't a bad bitch like i can be like i can fuck someone out like i absolutely love confrontation but um i'm gonna i'm gonna love you first until you you make me a baddie like i'm never not gonna be somebody like i don't know i just feel like there were so many times in my life where i wasn't The person that I am today and the person that I am today is more so out of an apology for the person that I was
1: Mm -hmm. I love that because
0: I lost so much time of being kind Yeah. yeah like that's such an important thing to me now and like I wasn't a girl who like was for the girlies like I was definitely like felt like every girl was like in competition with me and I always had like good friends and I always was like the bitch of the friends and I during like my huge moment a year ago I was like yeah I need to reinvent myself and not be that person who is I guess my end goal was like people are gonna come and go Because, you know, that's what Mm -hmm. you learn. But when they go, they're not going to say that I wasn't nice. Yeah. They're not going to say that Mm -hmm. I wasn't a sweet, you know, like, I'll be the girl where they're like, well, she was actually really sweet, but, you know, it didn't work out or something like that. Or we're just not friends anymore.
1: Well, and I think right now it's so, like, I don't want to say trendy, but I guess kind of, like, for a woman to go through these things and then let it harden them like and make it turn them into these like, I don't know, really like hardened souls, if that makes sense. Um, But Mm -hmm. I don't think like you can just use things as lessons and learn from them and you can still stay true to who you are and be a kind and loving individual. Like you don't need to let people harden your soul. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are just so jaded off that fact because there's so many other ways to find stimulation than to, like, attack what's in front of you and what has hurt you or what you've hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's why a lot of, like, couples don't work out is because there's so many other options and ways to, like, where you don't have to... Change that portion of yourself to give more vulnerability or love, you can find somebody who's okay with that, and that's fine, but like it's it, it's like definitely more of a harsher world, which sucks, yeah, because I feel like when you're in a relationship, like you really don't know how the world works until you're sing- single, and so I'm mm-hmm. not even saying like dating like this is included like I'm talking about friends too, like. It sucks like all the way around, all the way around. And I mean like it's all, always like you're trying to fill a void and that is like a partner. Like I don't care what anyone says. Everyone says like, oh, everything that you need, you can give yourself. Okay, yes, that's true. I totally agree with you because I'm doing that for myself now. But no one's going to admit the fact that you are fucking lonely. Like that's a lonely way to live single and like me where i'm a relationship girly like i i'm not a hookup girl i can't do hookup culture um it's lonely and you know there's like a person out there for me that's going to fill that void one day and you know like your husband fills that void for you and Mm -hmm. you're able to find kind of like purpose elsewhere but when you're single, it's kind of like you're trying to find purpose in other people. And it just is really fucking shitty because everyone is so shallow. And I hate saying that, but like, it's just the fucking truth. Like, it's just, and and one person did say this on our uh, anonymous link that I pull out every once in a while. And it's like, they said, um, how hard it is to make friends as an adult. I'm going to tell you what, when I was in my long term relationship and single now, both sides of the fucking coin, It it's hard regardless. It's hard regardless. It's like we're also jaded on other people. It's like so hard for us to trust each other. Like, hey, do you want to go out for drinks? And you're like, yeah, sure. Okay, let's do it. And then you never talk to each other. Or it's like 45 days later. You're like, oh, weren't we supposed to make those plans? <laughs> like. <laughs> it sucks I don't know I just remember my parents always having like these meaningful friend like dinners and they would all come over with their kids and we would like all play together and the the parents were together and they're laughing and drinking and they'd be there late and it happened like once a week and I once a week don't, i don't have kids or anything yeah mm-hmm. what but my mom had dude my mom had a village for me so i got really lucky with the people that she was friends with they like helped yeah. raise me yeah we were we still they still do it they still see each other and have dinner together once a week that i go to sometimes as we're older
1: oh, i love that that's so sweet yeah, that would be me and you. Yeah.
0: That would be me and you if we lived next to each other. Mm-hmm. I would consider that but my you gotta second parents. Yeah.
1: You move you guys should move over here. Hell no. You could not catch me on the east side. Anyways, I don't let's not talk about that. Um
0: <laughs> there was <laughs> There was another you know, like just to pan off of what we were just talking about, um, there was another one. Someone had said it on her on an anonymous on, on the anonymous <laughs> Words link. are hard. And they had said how twenty twenty has affected how we form relationships with people, be it friendships, working relationships, and dating. Um I feel like twenty twenty changed us all. Like, did we die and then go into a new world? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if someone was like, "Yeah,
1: this is a simulation." Like, I feel We've talked about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I kind of mean it as in like everything. Just if there was a feeling of it like changing, and it was like our BC point. Like, COVID was three years ago. The lockdown was three years ago you know and things are like reopening up there's not much of a nightlife and now there is you know i feel like we're finally getting out of that but um to be honest with you guys i don't have too much to put into it because i literally was in alaska in the middle of nowhere and there was like a couple of thousand people in my town so Yeah, we didn't even really have much restrictions that you guys were seeing here in Michigan. We just like our restrictions were like, um, you know, a lot of restaurants were doing deliveries, and then we just had to wear masks. Like there was no like special lines in Walmart or anything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't like we didn't have
0: like a curfew.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like nothing has really. I mean, I feel like my life, <clears throat> a lot really hasn't changed since 2020, just because when that all happened, like Porter was one and a half, he was almost two when we went into lockdown. Um, so it's not like I was like going out all the time and doing all of these things with my friends because I had a child to take care of. and truthfully, a lot of the things that, and me and Kevin have talked about this a lot too, like when we started bringing Porter to go do certain things, we were like, man, we have never done this because everything shut down when he was like around the age where he would have been able to do this. So I don't know. I think, I think if anything, 2020 has changed, like how people just interact with each other and it's not even just the coronavirus it's all of the politics that happened in 2020 and how forthcoming people were about things um i just don't really feel like people carry a lot of respect for others anymore um yeah yeah i don't know i think that's my take on it because i like that. like i said i what'd you say
0: i like that i thought that was a good take on it because like something has changed but i can't wrap my finger around it because things are back to normal yeah except walmart's not open 24 hours and that's bullshit
1: well, and like, you can't like a lot of food places aren't like, that's my biggest thing in my, in my personal life that has changed. It's like a, a lot of places aren't open to get food late. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So the, the you know what I will say?
0: Well, okay. So one thing I will say, I'll add to it. Um, now that I, you bring that up, my ex and I, like we would have like late night outings and then we would go to the movies. There was like four things on our list that we would do like habitually when it would be like us going out and doing things together. And then all of that shut down. And then habitually, like it's us became a habit to where we stopped doing things together, like all together. And that was like really bad, actually, for our relationship and for us. Um, so that definitely changed it. But you get in a habit for like a year of not like going out and being able to do anything.
1: Yeah. I feel like when that all happened though, like I I needed it. <laughs> it was honestly kind of nice. But then it came to a point where I was like, we're still in lockdown. Like it was just crazy. It was nice for a while though. <laughs> yeah, I actually
0: I was we weren't in really much of a lockdown for very long, but I actually got really sick during 2020. Like, hospitalized, sick, like not mentally. Um, and I got laid off. That shit sucked. (laughs) (laughs) That shit sucked. So I got a job like right away. Like, I just couldn't do it anymore. And it was a good thing, actually, because I wasn't making any money and it, it like put me towards a track of a career of making some money, I guess, but not a ton. But, um, one thing that I did want to bring up uh, and kind of touch on, and this is going to be like a little switchy-roo, but I feel like, and this is also something that David brings up too, is I feel like I was raised, okay, so I see this, this quote on TikTok all the time, and I don't know how much I... it resonates with me because it says my poor mother begged for a sheep but raised a wolf and I definitely feel like I was raised a wolf and now I feel like sometimes I'm like a wolf dressed up like a sheep not in like deceiving way but (laughs) trying my best not to be what I was raised to be and that's to be like cold-hearted and mean you know you
1: think that's how you were raised to be
0: I mean I was raised by two very hard-working parents both single parents primarily um until like my stepmom come came along but from then on, you know, it was very pushed into me to be a hard worker and to be a boss ass bitch from both. Yeah. My dad wanted a son. So we did, me and my dad did a lot of manly things. And even in my last relationship, I was literally the one fixing everything around the house, mowing lawn, like doing all of these manly things. And like very much in my masculine energy, like my entire life, you know, and I was like, fuck men, fuck other people, fuck friends. You can be with me and you can ride with me or not. Bye." (laughs) And it wasn't until I experienced all this trauma where I'm like realizing that like that's not how I want to be and that's not who I want to be. You know, and I don't know if they did that intentionally because they showed me so much love and care. Um, But it was like I was becoming my traumatized parents, you know? Yeah. And I just, I feel like there is a part of me where I can just flip a switch and become that person again and just not give two fucks Mm -hmm. and isolate myself from everybody. I I did it for years. I did it for years.
1: You did. I feel like (laughs) I was raised... I don't know. Whenever I think of, like... And this is to no disrespect of my mother. But I feel like when I think of, like, how I was raised, it's mostly of, like, Susie always telling me, like, always be kind to everybody. Like, always. And just be happy. But if somebody wrongs you, like fuck them. <laughs> because Susie is like the most, which to anyone listening who doesn't know, Susie is my stepmom. Um my mom. Um she's been in my life since I was two. Like so I don't really consider her my stepmom. But she really will like no, she just does not put up with bullshit. So like She'll give people maybe like one or two chances, but she really is the type of person who's like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm not gonna put up with this. Like, I don't know. But she Mm -hmm. is like so kind. So I don't think it was never instilled in me to like, you have to work super hard and be a bad bitch. Like, no, just be happy and kind and don't let people treat you like shit. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't think that
0: they even, I don't know if they cared about that expectation of me, because, to be honest with you, I was one of the children, like, I wish that they had maybe a second child. Well, my dad did, so. Uh, But, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my brother. My brother, my brother, I have a little sister, and my, bro- my, I have a little brother. My little brother is a year younger than me, and he is everything that, that he, he is the, the poster child. And I say that with like the utmost respect for him because he pushed and he did everything that he could to be where he's at. And he is in a very good place in life. And he's just, I, He's my role model. Like, I want to be him when I grow up. But he had to work hard. And he worked hard. And my dad pushed it in him to work hard. And I think that he already had that gene a little bit. But um, for me, I was more of like a <sighs> – I was a hard kid. I can just hear my dad laughing right now. I was a hard kid. Like, I had my own – beliefs and feelings and I didn't care what my parents said. Like I did whatever the fuck and thought whatever the fuck I wanted to. Sounds and, like Porter. Um <laughs> Dude, I see <laughs> so much of myself in Porter. Like even when <laughs> when he went to go like set put away his like food the other day and I was like put it in the fridge and he was like I f- can't. And I was like, I get it. Because <laughs> he already dedicated himself to the table. <laughs> right. But that's like some I autistic literally... shit, dude. But, <laughs> but maybe because maybe I was a weird kid because I was autistic. No, but it was more so of like, I was a weird kid. Like, I wore what I wanted to wear. I wore like, you know, I I was a force to be reckoned with. Like, that is that was me. That is still kind of me, but not so much. <laughs> you know, like you soften over time. And which, that's what we've been talking about. But uh, there was a thing that I sent you that actually made me cry. I was going to say it on here. And in these fucking little things that have been popping up on TikTok, I swear, I hate that they have the for you shit, but it says In another universe, my window is open and I'm lying on my floor. I am 12 years old. Nothing bad has happened to me.
1: That's like a fucking stab dude, to the that heart. Sh-
0: that shit fucked me up.
1: That but shit But mine would say, like, up. I was five and nothing bad had ever happened to me. Yeah, dude. You <laughs> so. know what? You
0: don't need to one-up the rest of us, okay?
1: I it can't resonate with digest- it. <laughs> Every time I see that my on TikTok, I literally, is- in my head, I'm like, hmm. 12 that must have been nice
0: (laughs) well honestly like bad things were happening to me then like i got bullied really bad in school so
1: yeah it was i did that yeah it was like like, whenever i see it i do love it um
0: i hate that you've seen it already but i love that you didn't say that you've seen it already because you know that drives me crazy don't you guys hate that when you send like a meme TikTok? Gift, whatever the fuck and you're like isn't this so funny and then your friend's like oh i've seen that before and you're like just fucking
1: pretend you've never seen it just laugh yeah Helena (laughs) gets so pissed so she always tells me it so i stopped doing it but today i sent her a fucking tiktok and she was like bitch i'm the one that reposted it and then i go back and it literally says that you reposted it and i was like god damn it (laughs)
0: But I did bop to it because it was a song That we both it like so, so good Speaking of getting deep that's also a deep Song like I can feel music so deep I swear to god I can oh god. And it's the 1975 yeah. Somebody Else Somebody Else oh. I don't want I your body Funny about think you think With somebody, somebody else.
1: else We got a little lag there I listen to that song Like I'm um, a single girl <laughs> Oh, so that's the thing
0: too. Like when I was in a relationship, I asked you to this. I, I asked you this too. <laughs> um, did you ever like, why do you listen to breakup music when you're in a, like a serious long-term relationship? And it's just, sometimes you just got to feel the feels. You just got to feel yeah. the sadness. God. I just. One
1: time, like hard coming. we were in the
0: car. One of the proceed
1: um go on with that after i say this but this summer me and kevin were in the car and i was playing this song by sabrina carpenter called already over (laughs) and i probably was playing other sad songs before this but we're sitting in the car listening to it and he was like are we breaking up and i was like no this song is just a bop (laughs) uh you and sabrina
0: carpenter i swear to god
1: i love her
0: Um, but I will say, and I feel like everyone agrees, like one of the biggest things that you can just fucking feel is like heartbreak, uh, and losing someone. It's sort of kind of the same feeling. Um, but I'm going to say something controversial, hot take, bitches, breakup is worse for me. Because you're grieving someone that's still alive. It's easier to part with someone who's no longer here. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Because I've experienced both. Like I've experienced big breakups. And this has been like kind of playing through my brain. And I'm going to get a little vulnerable with you guys. And I usually don't. I might cry. But who I'm going to cry. Um. I feel like these really, really big things have been happening to me, like really big life altering events. You know, you just like have a bad week because you're like, fuck, that was really shitty that that happened to me. But in like the past year, I'm like, why the fuck are these huge things happening to me? And it's like, everyone's like, well, everything happens for a reason. And you'll sit back and you'll think about this happened for this reason. And you'll be happy that it happened. And I'm like, when is that going to happen for me, you know? And so I'm feeling these like huge feelings and it's just so hard to like grieve losing all these things or like thinking of the potential of losing these things and like losing my dad or like losing my job or like how going through that huge freaking breakup, which sucked butt. And I felt like last summer I was getting to the point where I was really healed and feeling good. And then I'm like right back in the trenches. And I'm like, why the fuck is this happening to me? And there is this feeling that I get each time this happens to me. And one of them is, is like, I feel like a kid again. And like I just want an adult to make me feel better. And it's like, I heard this was on TikTok and it was like, um, you're in your childhood one day and then all of a sudden it ends and you have to take care of yourself and be a, an adult. And it's so hard taking care of yourself. And it's hard like waking up each day. And like some people just don't understand that. And so I'm proud of all the people that are doing that every day because it sucks. but i don't know where i'm going with this but like the whole grieving process of everything is like such a hard thing and it's such a hard thing to feel and it hurts like my absolute brain just think about anybody who has to go through that and anyone who has to like go through heartbreak you know and that is
1: my take on
0: being vulnerable and deep
1: Hey, God, if you're listening, I need you to remove Kalena from your list of strongest soldiers this year because it's bad enough. Okay.
0: Dude, it's just like never ending. And I'm like, when, when, you know, like this year has really like taught me to be so thankful for like everything that I do have because I have let that go for so many years and been taking that for granted for so long and I feel like I've done such a good job, like showing how grateful I am to God or the universe, whatever you believe in. Um, because I really truly am. And all the love that I was not getting from my past relationship, I've been being fulfilled, and my cup has been filled up from you and Sierra, and my mom, and my dad, and my family. And it's been really wonderful, but, um, Guys, I've been dealing with a lot, and it's been really sucky. And I wish I, know that I could how all of you. I wish I could give you a hug I right don't... now. That's the thing. I don't like being touched, Pitch. <laughs> I swear to God, like this shit this life fucking sucks and i know it 100% does and i'm so happy with like the position that i am in life knowing that it'll be okay now because i have been through so much um but proud of all of you guys who are waking up each day and you are a crybaby bitch like me but you still get your <laughs> shit done you still wake up <laughs> And you cry over TikTok each night. But I will say we are in a Mercury in retrograde until the 14th of May. So this is Mercury's retrograding. And then also crazy shit happens from April to May always. Like my last – my breakup was in May. Like this is – April is like one of the biggest breakup months. Like April and May. Mm -mm. Maybe – Maybe my soulmate is maybe my husband's just breaking up with his girlfriend finally. She's breaking up with yes, him.
1: Or his or his wife.
0: He's on his way. I don't want to deal with that though. Like that's not ideal. <laughs> don't bring that shit in here. God.
1: Damn. God damn. God, if anybody has any single male friends that are funny um preferably living in west michigan um bring them kalena's way i
0: hate you and
1: send them to me first I I,
0: i do love you but they also need to be into thick bitches because apparently that's an issue now so crazy I know. I was absolutely loved the last time I was single. I was absolutely loved. You want to know why? I really even Kim Kardashian.
1: Yes, I literally was just going to say the Kardashians are all skinny now. So skinny bitches are back in. Yep. Yep. They are.
0: Oh my god. Speaking
1: of that, though. I just watched the trailer for season three of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, or Kardashians, sorry, and when Kylie was like, we really all need to sit down and have a discussion about how we all influence, like, body image, and I was like, yes, Kylie. I love that for her. She's, like, the one who gets, like, like,
0: one of the most, like, surgery and stuff.
1: Yeah, well, she said- But Kylie's a fucking girl. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. But she was like, I did so much stuff to my body that I wish I would have never done. And I don't want my daughter to think that that's like, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, and then also, did you see that Chloe, Chloe, what the fuck? Chloe got an <laughs> melanoma. And we're all yes. out here making fun of her fucking face. And she's got this big hole in her face. And that's probably why her face has been changing so much.
1: Probably.
0: We are such assholes. <laughs> we are such assholes.
1: But I still make... F- I'm like, why do you change your face so much? I miss the old one, Chloe. Did you just see my mouth like as my reaction? Because my mouth literally just looked like an asshole. Why? <clears throat> I don't know. Just the way I puckered up my lips, it looked like a butthole. <laughs> That's what <laughs>
0: Kylie Jenner's mouth used to look like. So, yeah. at least she, I do like her lips. I do like her lips. She, actually, she does. I have do good like lips. her lips. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I cried, and then it's just uh, love and peace, baby. Love and peace. You know when you like bad,
1: do a peace in
0: the mirror while you're crying. You know you do a peace in the mirror while you're crying, and you're like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what another one made me cry speaking of crying was in this and this is our grieving too that i was talking about like feeling those feelings so deep uh it was like in another universe it was in another universe part in another universe we had just five more minutes and i like really thought about that i thought who and like what and where would i what would I do with five more minutes?
1: What would you do?
0: You know I mean, I instantly thought about my ex and that made me cry um because no matter like what I went through, I will always love that person. And I will always be soft for that person, even if it's like five years from now, and he comes back and needs somebody i'm will always be there um. Because it really wasn't that awful, you know it like wasn't like my yeah, shut the fuck up nineteen year old nineteen year old ex I'm li- situation I'm literally anyways. going to drive you right now anyways, and then I thought about like my grandma who passed. I was very close with her, and but it would be I would want to have five more minutes with who they are now. Yeah. And the person that I am now. Because I literally, the person that I was a year ago would be very proud of the person that I am now. Yes. You know, and like looking at everything. But here's the thing, though, about all of that. I really think about this a lot. It goes through my brain a lot. And I think that like this is like a question that I would want to ask in those five minutes, especially with my exes. Would you do it again? Like with everything that we know that and how it happens, would you do it again? And my answer every single time is yes. Like would you go back to certain big moments in your life and like think like would you do that again? And every single time my answer is Yes.
1: deep thought for you or what even if it had a different outcome <laughs> you do it again or even if it had the same outcome no i guess i should say
0: same outcome yeah it's the same outcome every and time see, yeah you know, if you would you do it again yeah absolutely wait, i felt be, so lucky to be able did
1: you, you say, would say do it would again the all the same, out- same with knowing
0: what you yeah, hmm. yeah. Mhm. I would do it again. I would do it again with every single ex. I would do it again with any friendship that I've lost. Um any fight that I had with anybody or I every single like I feel like i've lived a life so far with no regrets, you know.
1: Yeah. I feel like like everything that happens in your life obviously makes you who you are. Um I wouldn't want to do it again though. <laughs> I'm going to be honest.
0: See, this is where we're different in this episode. So that's why I was like kind of scared to bring this up because I am just like a very like and I feel like it has a lot to do with our astrological signs. Like yeah. I'm very like a, like a dark emotion feeling person, like a very deep feeling person and you are too. And that's why we get along so well. And that's why I get along with like all cancers, but I feel like you are, I don't know, just different in that way. Like you are more so of like, no, that was shitty. Like, I'm not going to, like, I refuse to, like, feel that. Which is, well, like, no, reserved in your life. So right.
1: Like, I totally get it. It's not so much so that, like, I don't want to feel it. But my thing is, like, I feel things so deeply that... I literally and physically, like, I don't think I could handle going through it again. So, like, I wouldn't choose to go through certain things again. I don't regret, like,
0: I don't. Well, okay, so let me stop you. What I'm saying. Okay, I feel like you're thinking of like huge traumas. I th- I feel like you're thinking of huge no. traumas, and I'm not necessarily saying that.
1: No, I'm not, I'm not thinking that I'm just thinking like breakups and friend breakups and just things like that. I'm thankful to have known and to have had these people in my life for as long or as little as I have, but I don't think that I would want to experience it again. Like I'm just going to cherish. I just that
0: and pocket it. Well, right. But I'm not saying like, I'm just saying, like, in more of, like, a poetic way. Yeah. Like, I would still, like, do it again because I love you, you know? And all the love that I've given to people in my life is something that they can absolutely keep, and I don't want it back. And that's, like, my goal. Um, Yeah. And... Uh, I do think, though, and this was another fucking thing that made me cry on TikTok. It was like, this shit made me cry so fucking much. It was like, if I had the chance to love someone again or you again, I would have loved you different, but I couldn't have loved you more. hmm And that shit, like... Hurt my heart because, like, that could mean, like, you know, dating and friendships. And, like, I think of like my grandma or like the people that I mean to or whatever. (laughs) Um, I would have loved them differently, but I still love them so much. And so that's really all we have. And that's like what life is about is like either. It's about love, or it's like about the absence of love. There's no way around that.
1: Yeah, I love that. That was that was deep, Cal. I guess
0: it's Cal's it's like staring truth. off in the distance. I'm just <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm just thinking about my existence in life and a lot lately and I know we all go through this little mini crisis but I feel like you know a lot of the uh, advice that I get from people are like when I'm having a bad day or whatever they're like well it'll be fine you'll find somebody it'll be fine you'll find somebody in no time like or it, it it'll happen when you're not, when you're least expecting it or you'll get that job or this will happen. And it's like, you haven't been through what I've been through and bad things happen. Like you've never had my personal experience in life, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's so hard. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Epiphany for everyone. It is so hard going through life, having to accept the fact that you will never be understood no one's ever going to understand you.
1: Yes. I think the best thing that you can do in life is just try to be like, understand yourself. And not so much looking for validation in everybody else.
0: Right. But I also don't think that you should be around people that, you have to translate your soul to like, I feel like that is absolutely exhausting. Oh and yeah. I've been I, in relationships and friendships like that and it's exhausting. Yeah. Yes. It's or like what I've found that's been very like trauma, not traumatizing, gr- like a grieving process for me is people that knew me prior to everything that happened to me um, and weren't through it. Or they were just before it. I feel like they will never know me. Like it's just the craziest feeling, but I know them. Yeah. Do you feel that way?
1: Um. No. This is just just a therapy session of. I'm going to say no.
0: And then. um.
1: (laughs) I say no, just because I have not like I didn't move away like you have. So I feel like the people that knew you before you moved away, like they're holding on to a certain person that isn't necessarily there because you were away for so long and now you're back home and you have changed a lot. I personally don't think that you changed, but we also stayed in communication for a lot of the time that you were gone. The entirety. Um, Yeah. And our friendship is just a lot different than everybody else. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not coming from a place where I experience, like I still live in the same hometown that I grew up in and I have a lot of the same friends. So no, I cannot relate, but yeah, I know coming, how you feel. Coming back to my hometown,
0: coming back to my hometown was something that I told myself I would never do.
1: Here I am. <laughs> here I am. But I think when you're (laughs) younger and we probably will do an episode on this because, um, the poll was 50, 50 this week when we did it. Um, but I feel like the thing about staying in your hometown when you get older, because I always said I was going to move away. Like I wanted to move to a big city, Chicago, preferably, um, And only like come back on the holidays and to visit my family every once in a while. But I feel like now coming from someone who is almost 30 and is living in their hometown, it's comforting. Like, I don't know. I don't hate it. Like I thought that I would.
0: I mean, it's not like necessarily a comforting feeling for me.
1: Well, yeah, but you moved away for a significant amount of time.
0: Yeah, to be honest with you, there is so much to see and experience and that's also great, but like I want to just like settle with someone and be with somebody yeah. and you know be in that like my person relationship and have kids one day and and do all of that and if that happens in Detroit, Michigan, then it does, if it doesn't then it doesn't. Like it's whatever. I'm I'm kind of whatever about it. Like but I will say though, um the summer that I did come back was one of the most healing summers and living in Alaska and even in Colorado and North Carolina, there was no such thing as summer nights like there is here in Michigan and there's so much here in Michigan that we take granted for. And I would just sit outside at night every single night and just enjoy like the sounds and the smells and the how the air cools and it's not twenty four hour fucking sun, and it like it's just really nice, yeah, I don't know there's things about Michigan that I absolutely love and will stay forever for the rest of my life, but I would move somewhere else too like I. That's, that's me though. I'm weird. And I know you are like scared. I'm going to move away. (laughs) Yeah. But it ain't ain't really in the cards for me though, to be honest. Like it really isn't. I don't know. No, I
1: feel like it's just going to be random one day and you're going to meet somebody and then they're going to end up having to move for a fucking job or something fucking stupid. And then I'm just going to be crying all the time. That's not going to happen, dude
0: it's not gonna
1: happen knock on wood
0: it's not it's not gonna happen I'm not no and I just can't believe that I just cried on the pod like that on my own and you didn't even cry with me like the girls no there was
1: no there was tears in my eyes and I felt like I was gonna cry like you know when you're you start to get really warm like on your cheekbones like up high underneath your eyes. Yeah. It got like that for a second, but I held it in. Like when you bite into something sour and it
0: hits your jaw?
1: Yes, like a warhead. (laughs) Oh, Even like a
0: strawberry. Actually, strawberries, those bitches look better than they actually taste.
1: I don't care what anyone fucking says. Dude, I really don't like strawberries. Like I'll eat them, but I don't like them that much. I am not a strawberry
0: person. Yeah, no. I am not a strawberry person. Like, I love every single be- – I love berries, but that is not – I don't know.
1: No. I was going to ask
0: you tonight in, like, another – I was going to ask you tonight in, like, one of our, like, deep convos, too, was – and I love that you said that, like, I feel like you haven't changed that much. And it was, like, how do you remember me? Like, am I the same person that you remember
1: I do feel like when we first became friends, you were more like a lot more confrontational about things with people that would hurt your feelings or treat you wrong. Um, So I do feel like you've changed a lot in that way because you are more like clear headed now when it comes to confrontation and just expressing your emotions. Um. But I feel like other than that, like you're still like so silly and goofy. And I love that about you. And you are so caring to the people that you love. Um I don't feel like those things have changed. I feel like the biggest thing that has changed is like your lack of confrontation. <laughs> yeah, my
0: ex used to say that. Oh, uh, we're let's act. No, we're about to edit that out. Why? because we ain't gonna bring it up
1: oh okay
0: he used to say that i was sweet to people when i first met them and then i turned into a bitch but that's just him projecting
1: well but also (laughs) i feel feel like sometimes like yeah you should be nice to people when you first meet them but then when you find out like the real them duh yes i feel like that's normal i don't know
0: anyways the love wasn't there at, at the end. It just wasn't. Unfortunately, it happens to people, and that's why I'm so like at peace with whatever the fuck that was. And I'm thankful for the time and the love that I was able to receive from him because I do feel like it was a good love to experience, and other people don't experience long distance rela- or long distance long term relationships. Um, Like I did, and so it's like you do or you don't. Anyways, I do love that you said all that about me. That made me feel happy. But I do feel like I still am like a silly, goofy goober sometimes. But are um, a silly
1: goofy goober?
0: Yeah, I was. But I sometimes I am a big bitch. I can be. But I remember you as less. You were more confrontational as well. Maybe that's Absolutely. just like a twenty-year-old girl's thing. Yeah, I was a fucking yeah. bitch. I remember you being, dude. You're so mean to me, dude. You were fucking mean to me. You're no, you're mean to me. No, bitch. <laughs> you were all me the boys, too. everyone loved you, and all the boys. You no, know, literally, like when you were hanging out with the guys that we were friends with back then, when you were hanging out with the guys like you and Courtney, I would like walk in and all of you guys would collectively be like, ew, leave. And I'd be like, this is my dorm room. We did not. (laughs) Yeah. And so I would like leave and go to like Susan and Mana's room and like cry. Shut up. (laughs) Dude. Why do you think I hung out with Mana as much as I did? Mana was like the sweetest God, she's just the sweetest thing that I've ever fucking met in my life.
1: I'm so sorry. I feel Jeez. like I never did that. I feel like the guys did that. Me and Courtney probably just didn't say like we didn't step in and until- bystanders, like, bitch. Yeah. We were just not saying anything. fucking
0: bitches. <laughs> Cause I was just the loud fat bitch. Like that's how I felt like that my life has been. Just a loud fat bitch. Like and I'm trying not to be the loud pick me girl. Cause no one likes a pygmy bitch <laughs> Just be just be yourself. Just be yourself.
1: Just be yourself. Be yourself. If... Have you ever heard that song? Wait, what's that? It's like a kid's song. No. <laughs> No, well,
0: just so you guys know, we actually came into this episode with like no notes. So we're just literally just being us, like just fucking talking. Yep. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, you know, you know, you know, but I did have a bad week this week and it was really like nice that you texted me to make sure I was okay. And then my cousin made sure that I was okay and even my grandma texted me, you know, so it was nice and to have people now. And it felt like a year ago, I was like completely on my own and no one like knew when I was going through something because like, there's a point when someone is, you're, you're surrounded by people who don't care about how you feel. You stop talking about it. And so that's why I'm not like vulnerable really much anymore to people and I don't talk about what things are happening with me like there are people out there like there are like literally like two people like no there's like five people that I'm close with that I actually know what I'm going through um and like the big things that are happening in my life because I just don't need to share it and I feel like before all of that I was a person who would share my soul and like everything that I was going through
1: yeah I feel the same way too like I literally don't tell anybody like I don't I feel like a lot of people bear like never know what is going on with me because I don't talk about it yeah yeah
0: like I'll tell my mom things and I have to ask her to not tell people because she's somebody who tells people everything like it's not like it's a huge deal or anything but I'm still like, don't tell anybody. I don't want you to tell anybody.
1: Yeah. I'm like very into just keeping things to myself these days. Like as I get older, I'm like, not everybody needs to know everything. Like I can just,
0: I don't know. Yeah. But I, it's so strange for me to feel this way when like huge things happen to me and are happening to me right now. Yeah. Like with my dad and you know, and like my breakup and stuff. Like most like some people didn't even know that I moved home. So it was I don't know. It's just it was it's a strange feeling for me, but I'm like happy with it because I just would rather not have people see me like crying over vulnerable shit on a fucking pod, but
1: Yeah, but I think there's something really beautiful in just having, like, your certain people that that know everything about you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And, like, honestly, like, I understand, like, the pod is a safe place. And, you know, like, the people that actually do listen to it, you know, there's not too many people that actually know me personally that do listen to it. So that's why I, I felt like it was... And more of a safe space to do that and i hope one day that there are more people that do know me that listen to this and that we become national superstars but <laughs> well, I I...
1: Comes... kalena literally Manifest dreams, down baby. while looking down national superstars <laughs> i love you so much there's like a crack in
0: <laughs> There's like a scratch in the table that I just keep looking at, like hyper <laughs> on. Um, yes, <laughs> that's what I have yeah. to give to the pod today. Um, yeah, I feel like it was midsummer that, like, literally. Oh. So hang on, I feel like it was midsummer that, like, projected me into feeling like this because. I like, anal- I, like, watch a movie, and you know me, like, when it's weird as fuck, like, I watch Nocturnal Animals, and I was talking to it about Dom for, like, a month. <laughs> and you Until were, like, like literally, she
1: was over last weekend, and she was, like, got out of the bathroom, and she goes, I finally just figured out Nocturnal Animals, like, the ending. <laughs> Everyone in the room was, like, what? What? <laughs> And Dom,
0: of course, is like, because we are on the same brainwave, length like, that I knew I didn't have to, like, say what I was talking about. And I was like, I just figured out nocturnal animals. And everyone in the room was like, what? Because there was, like, enough people in the room to not know. And Dom was like, what? <laughs> like, she was saying what as in, like, what? What did you figure out? Like, knew exactly what I was talking about. And I feel like midsummer is going to be like that for me because I'm still trying to figure it out.
1: I love Midsummer so much. Just
0: can you really quick Yeah, really quick, like what do you think it's about?
1: Um, I feel like it's about like female rage.
0: Do you not feel like you never feel like female rage? Yeah, I, I do. I do. But I feel like it was just portrayed by other people, so I don't really feel that.
1: Mm, I don't know. I think the the character at the beginning of the movie would not have just sat there and watched her boyfriend burn while smiling. And I feel like it's just the character development by the end because she's just like, eh, "Fuck off." <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Remember when like she went
0: through a really big thing and all those women were near her, touching her, going through it with her, when the yeah. entire time she was alone. And I think the sense of community is such a big deal when going through like a grieving process, because those people will push you through faster than doing it alone. And so I feel like if she didn't have Midsummer, she like would have married that guy type of deal. So
1: oh yeah, 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 for sure. Well, have you seen Hereditary? That's how I f-
0: no, that's well, next on my list. Okay,
1: because they're both like occults occult movies okay I don't necessarily know if
0: that was like a cult though like a cult cults are like there's one religious leader and the religion is about the leader usually you're right I mean this is like religious based but it it was like a weird culture
1: yeah and they were just okay
0: with killing people
1: we will analyze this this weekend and then we'll regroup on Monday and talk about it. Okay. Yeah. I like
0: just trying to figure out the purpose of it, you know? Cause I, cause I feel female rage. Like I know what female rage is. Do you ever feel that like female rage? Yes okay. I do not know if it was just me because I feel like some women don't. And I feel like that's okay. But the feeling of female rage and the shit that I've had to go through in my life and the way that I look at my body and all of this bullshit, you know, I feel the female rage, but I'm like, I don't know if that was midsummer, but anyways, let's wrap this up, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Anyways, guys, um, um, I love that this started with Midsummer and ended with Midsummer. Um, there we go. but I just want to say one thing that I is important to me and I feel like I haven't heard from a lot of people. Um, and no hate to you, Dom, but is I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of you guys. And it's hard to wake up each day and take care of ourselves. It's a really hard thing to do. And some people it may be easy when they're doing like physical things where you're eating right and you're exercising and things like that. But, you know, there's always something that we're fighting and something that's on our minds when we go to bed and maybe you're scrolling through TikTok and you're crying over stupid shit like me, but you wake <laughs> up each day and you tackle each day and you try to find something good about it. And you know, I feel like a lot of what this deepness that we talked about and these feelings there's a something magical in that and and feeling this, so I hope you guys resonated with some of the stuff that I brought up today, and I'm gonna pass it off to Dom.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks. I hope that if you guys take anything away from this episode that you are able to really. Deep dive into your own emotions and know that it's okay to feel them. Um, Don't ever feel like your emotions aren't valid. And just be there for the people that you love, whether it be a big circle of people or even just like five people. (laughs) Just cling on to your people when needed and be there for your people when they need you. And life is hard. Okay, besties. That's okay. Sorry. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. Okay, that's easy. Bye. Bye.